And we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. You are sitting here with Matty B and Locke. Just a really quick intro because we jumped on to the Daily Dribble this week. Got yourself a bonus pod there, fellas. Absolute bonus pod. So that's just going to roll into this um, scheduled services, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, we're going to be on for the round ball pod for our Tuesday show as normal and then overball pod covering Magic Round on Thursday. So, yep. Yeah, trains will be stopping us scheduled after this, but enjoy it. We had a great time with the boys, and um, we tried to not make it feel too bad about, you know, being champions. Champions till we ain't champs no more. All right, guys, I really hope you enjoy this. We had a fun one here, and we will see you in the next one. Catch up. Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here joining me once again is Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. Mr. Roy Hancock. How are you, Nick? And we are absolutely thrilled to have a couple of guests joining us today. Guys, Matt and Locke, the lads from the Fifth and Dribble podcast. Boys, welcome to the Daily Dribble. Ah, uh, thank you for having us. I'm just over here jamming to that intro. <laughs> Thanks, boys. It is a good song. Every time I listen to the pod, I'm like, get into it. It's good. <laughs> it's a bit of a beat, isn't it, version. We yes, need the juices flowing. Like this morning. We need it. Absolutely. Get the juices <laughs> flowing. So we're stoked to have you guys on. As we said, you know, just prior to coming on, it has been a little while in the works. Um, so it's awesome that it's finally come to life. And here you guys are. What's been happening, fellas? You enjoying the NBA, the NBL? Uh, you look very much enjoying the NBL. It's uh, hard it's, not to. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard being a champion up here in Sydney. Uh, oh but you mate, know rub it in even more. Someone's, <laughs> someone's got to do it, you know. Yeah. We'll have to see it live as well. Stop oh, the dirty work needed to be it. done. Uh, we were absolutely heartbroken all this week. Um, you know, for any of our new listeners and for guys who aren't familiar with the guys from the fifth and dribble from Sydney, so Sydney Kings fans through and through, it has been an absolutely phenomenal week. You guys getting that 3-0 sweep over our Tassie Jack jumpers. It was a um it was a bit of pill to swallow this week, going to work and just the head, the head hung low. Yeah, I'm with you, Nick. But how was that atmosphere for game three? What was it like there in the building? Game three was crazy. Like we've been to a few games this year that have had packed crowds, and this was by far the biggest. Like it was a the largest NBL grand final crowd ever, 16,000. And it was as soon as it was down the stretch where the game was out of reach, man, everyone was on their feet cheering, clapping. It was crazy. I tell you what, we'll get into it soon. But, you know, on a Wednesday night as well to get a that many people and get a record crowd, it really says a lot about, you know, where the NBL is at in this country. Um, so I thought, you know, on a Wednesday night, you wouldn't blame people for thinking, nah, geez, we might just watch it at home um, tonight. I'll tell you but, what, you know. Wednesday, Wednesday for me, it was tough because uh, – you know what it's like. You go to sporting events. You want to have yeah. a few, a few beverages. You want to yeah, enjoy absolutely. yourself. Rude not to. Absolutely. And uh, and work was the next day. And Locke and I kept looking at each other. We were leaving, and it was raining, and like oh, the bar was yeah. still open, and we were like, "Oh, <laughs> let's do it." Oh, no, nah, work tomorrow. Yeah, no, we were responsible <laughs> adults for once in our life. That felt strange, but um, yeah, strange. I mean, it, it was, was great seeing everyone. Yeah. The good news yeah. with that is you might have held off on the beverages that night, but due to um. What has now become the second time in building a bit of a pattern. I I was very reluctant to uh, send over another carton. <laughs> but, um, what is the beverage of choice in our wager for that one? What beverage are you guys going to be sinking with the uh, the winnings from that one? Surely Great jump, Northerns. I think Great Northerns again. Yeah, That's normally yeah. the, the beer of choice for us on the pod. So uh, I think yes. we we'll have to jump on that. 
Oh, yeah, it would be very, very good. What, what, and what's the beer of choice down in Tassie? Yeah, he's also ours. Ours isn't a beer. Look, I think I think we're all a bit over the place. Um, we're yeah. talking about this last week, weren't we? Lee's, Lee's sort of the high end stuff. I would have. Oh um, no, yeah, roast it. Uh, just embrace yeah. it. If you're if you're a beer, no, I'm not high end. <laughs> no, give me give me double blacks or one ninety sixes. And but Nick's on the fat lambs, aren't you? No, I, I've become a cider guy. I'm really enjoying the ciders lately. Although I went out last night and had a couple of couple of beers, so I've I've started to build. My uh, maturity, my, my beer maturity, up a little bit, becoming <laughs> yeah, a real man, which is good. Turn into a beer man, we love it, Nick. Uh, yes, getting hairs on my chest, finally. It's, uh, it's a nice feeling. Is yeah. that what I got to start drinking more beer then? Because I got none of mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks like a bad. seal with his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a navy seal because of yeah. that. Yes. Oh, that's, 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 that's what he means. That's what he means. Of course, that's what I meant. Yeah. So, fellas, on that, like that, that game, like it was. Just like we were watching it here going off, 97 to 88. Xavier Cooks was absolutely massive in that game three. What we found, like which we found quite an amusing stat the other night. We were out at dinner. It was Thursday night. And we saw the stat that across the three games, the Jack Jumpers actually led the series Mm. but ended up going down in a sweep. So it kind of begs how, you know, even though not in a 3-0 scoreline, how close the series was. And especially in game two and three, like we were at game two in Hobart here and going into the fourth quarter, we were like, oh, boys, look out. We're we on. are, mm. we are yeah. on here. Yeah. Even, yeah. even Wednesday night, down a couple of men, we were like going into the fourth, look out, here we go. But, yep. you know, that Kings team is just loaded with talent. So for you guys, who were like the standout players for the Kings this season for you, in, for you guys in mind? Uh, well, I mean, you can't go past the MVP. Mr. Mm. Adams, like that's he was he was massive, but obviously like a, he was missing uh, the last two games with a hamstring injury. Um, I think you saw great leaps and bounds from dudes like Jarrell Martin and X Man, like X Man. Yeah. Obviously, he yep. he deserved that second All NBL team. Um, and that fourth quarter, I don't know about you, Locke, but. I was bricked up for Ian Clark and those. I- Ian Clark, I thought Ian Clark Ian was going to be Clark. a detriment. After that first, after that first half in Game Three, but he just didn't miss in the fourth quarter. It was insane. It was crazy. The only, the only person making better shots than Ian Clark was your boy Josh Adams. Like that was, he was insane. I tell you what, like talk about taking the piss, Joshy Adams. I've never seen someone chuck up the type of shots that he chucked up. It's just he's hilarious viewing. But when they go down, you sort of think. Oh, he meant that. He meant yeah. that for yeah. sure. He he took the air out of the building at twelve times. So many, yeah, so many times. Fucking hell! I tell yeah. you, we, yeah. you could hear a pin drop. Man, yeah. many times. <laughs> he's he's got that like Trey Young kind of ability about him. He's a very no yes guy, and it's like yeah. no what yes nice hundred percent. And that's the way we feel with Mikhail McIntosh as well. Like it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Settle down, and then oh, you ripper. Well yeah. done. Good move. Yeah. Well done. Lovely. Yeah. But it was like it was an awesome series, and just like I'm not sure about you guys. I know I've really been into the NBL the last couple of years. Roy's got involved more so this year. The Jackies, uh, yeah. And Lee's starting to do next, it, starting to come into it more. <laughs> but like the league, is, jump on the bandwagon, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, what you got to do? It's in just such a good place at the minute. The league, like it is, like compared to you know, I love AFL, we love A League, love NRL, love all the sports, but the NBL is really like asserting itself as one of the top tier leagues. In basketball in the world, like mm. what what for you guys and you know going to games in person has stood out to you most about is it the atmosphere, the level of play? What stood out to you fellas at, at the games? Um the, so many kids. 
So yeah. many young kids. Like normally games that when we were younger. Super it did sound. Let me rephrase. Hold on. Some bleeps in that. Hold on. Um, just like the, back in the day, it used to just be like older guys in their like yeah. late 20s and 30s there for a couple of beers and to have a laugh and watch some basketball. But it's like there, there are now young kids there who are growing up and like they're always been, they've been lifelong fans of NBL yeah. teams. Yeah. And it's like, I always like seeing when, when we played the Hawks um, just before the end of the regular season, there was, there's always so many people in Hawks jerseys. Yeah. And it's like they've, they're from Illawarra. They live in Sydney, but they still rep the Hawks, still get out to games. And it's like, it's yeah. really building a nice community now. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's the same here down in Tassie. Is it, is it for you, same in mind there, Matty, as well? Yeah, same in mind. Like, it's good to see – I'm not going to say it's good to see a bunch of little kids because that's <laughs> us, Lachlan. But, um, no, it's, it's good to see just, like, the atmosphere as a whole. As Lock said, you know, it's not. It's no longer just, like, the businessmen, like, getting in after and they're just like, oh, what are we going to do on this random yeah. Tuesday night? Oh, let's yeah. just go have a couple beers and, and watch the league or whatever. But, um, it's no, it's good. People actually make the effort. I'll tell you what, I don't know what the parking situation is like in Tassie, but mm. trying to get out of Sydney Olympic Park – after a fucking Kings game yeah. with 15,000 other people. Is, oh, yeah. bro, it is a nightmare. I went uh, Did you drive at the school that I'm – No, uh, we, we, we decided not tra- to. Yeah, but, um, yeah. the, the school that I'm at, another one of the teachers, they they went and they parked on the top roof of like a nine-story park. <laughs> oh, no. Holds all 15,000 cars. Oh. And she was like, I, I didn't get home before midnight because I was yeah. just stuck in, cause it comes down in this spiral ramp and yeah. she's yeah. just like, I didn't move. I just did not move. So no. yeah, that was tough. What an uh, atrocious decision. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're it's pretty tough. lucky here, aren't we? Like we've, we're lucky that the, like the arena only holds 5,000, which is awesome because the atmosphere is electric, mm. but yeah. the parking yeah. situation as well. Like we have, we haven't really had any troubles whatsoever getting out, which is nice because there's nothing that triggers me more. Than sitting in traffic. Yeah, but like my after, after a loss as well, you just oh, filthy. Yeah. You're sitting in the car, just wanting to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, they're, they're already hurting Lachlan. You like, don't have to blend <laughs> in. I, 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 had, I had to slip one more in. I had to slip one like, more. That game too was the quietest car ride home. Like it was yeah. just. I wasn't even sad. It was just numb. It was just no yeah. feeling, and you know we all had the tears welling up in the oh. eyes and looking out the window like we we're the main character on a movie. It was just <laughs> awful, an awful feeling. Um. But, uh, yeah, it, it's funny, though, with the NBL, isn't it? Because I like what you were saying about, you know, it being a time filler in previous years for people who mm. didn't weren't necessarily invested in the in the sport itself but thought, oh, okay, you know, we got a spare few hours, let's go watch the NBL. Yeah. These days, people, I, and I, I mean, it'd be the same up there, obviously, but particularly down here in Tassie with the new team, people are as invested in this team as any team or any sporting um, league in Australia, I, I reckon. It's taken over the whole state. It, it, it has. And, you know, I'd highly implore you you blokes to come down just for one game to the My State Bank Arena. You, you'll see how invested um, Tasmanians are towards the NBL. And, you know, given us the first season, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see, I guess, what this can what this can come to in the next few years in the next decade just say it could be you know up there with the afl down here as as one of the biggest sporting leagues you just never know but it's it's taken leaps and bounds over the last few years 
Well, if we keep if we keep betting, boys, we might have to put together like a flight account, and then I actually don't mind. Yeah. You guys yeah. end up paying for our tickets to come down there. I'll pay for it single handedly at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'll just get you guys on an absolute retainer at the moment, don't I? Yeah, we'll fly business Mate. class. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> how long is the flight down to Taz? How long is the flight Taz? Is two hours, two and a half? Uh, yeah, about two hours from Sydney. Two yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's enough time to get a couple of beers in on the flight. Oh, we'll make sure to. Don't worry. No, <laughs> if we have to, like I mean, yeah. you're twisting my arm right now. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll get it. Rubber. Um, <laughs> I was rubber. gonna ask. I was gonna ask in Tassie, is everyone out there wearing the jerseys, wearing the merch, talking oh, about it? Like man. after a big game, is everyone? Is it kind of what everyone's talking about? You can probably speak to this, Nick, because obviously you yeah. you work at Intersport, so you've yeah. seen the amount of um, you know Tassie. Uh, Jack Jumpers um, clothing that's been sold. So that, that's my absolute highlight. Like it's it's on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Like I love just interjecting in conversations with people because that's all anyone wants to talk about basketball at the minute. And it's um, you know, especially during the last week or two, while the finals has been going on, mm-hmm. it's just been going bananas. Jerseys are everywhere. Everyone like you know, buildings lit up green. Yep. You know the the kind of big bridge you have as you come over into Hobart lit up green. It's like it's. It's incredible the way in one season it's captivated the entire state. And, um, you know, the only concerning thing is now, like sometimes Tassie fans are pretty fickle. (laughs) With the BBL, (laughs) with the Hurricanes, everyone was on board from the start and it was, you know, 15,000 packed out, same kind of energy. And now it's starting to dwindle a little bit. So um, we're just hoping, you know, after the success this season that it doesn't kind of, you know, fall short next season and people are detracted, but... Mm. Um, I think we're lucky the way these boys have been getting out in schools and the community. They've really built a positive, really strong foundations going forward. Mm. Yeah. Well, you don't have the you don't have the son of Tasmanian cricket leaving you after like two seasons. So exactly, I yes. think you'll be I think you'll be okay. <laughs> exactly right. Well, we're um we're looking forward to it. They're really good guys as well. Like I went out a couple of weeks ago and had a couple of beers. And um, for any Tasmanians, the uh, the low the best wa- like kind of watering hole down here is the Hanging Garden. It's gone to like yep. an outside bar. That's a oh, wicked yeah. spot, and I was, I was pretty cooked. I was pretty cooked, <laughs> and um, like my eyes lit up. The whole Jack Jumpers team walked in, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So you're dreaming, it. mate. Look out here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, are, we are on here. So I, I, I ended up getting in a conversation Will Magne and Jock Perry, and I'm standing next either side of me, and I'm looking up at him like this. I'm like ten foot tall. The thing is, you don't fanboy. You go, you switch to network mode. Oh, you go to straight businessman. I appreciate that. That needs to be done, mate. Yeah, that's all. That's all us as well. We, I mean, now you know what it's like to talk to Lachlan first and foremost. That bastard. Like, I get a sore neck if I hang out with him. But um, yeah, no, straight into network mode, boys. Hey, we run a podcast. Come on here. Come on. We we do have it teed up. Hopefully, in the next week or two, I need to just reach out. But we should have. Will Magne coming on, um, which is awesome. Like he's, you know, NBA experience, NBL talent there mm. with Perth coming over here. Mm. Like mm. seeing him kind of miss out for most of the season there, we're really anticipating his kind of um, fold back into the team after signing that three-year contract extension. But for you guys, just in mind, your three best players in the NBL at the moment, who have you got? Because we've spoken pretty extensively on here about the talent the league has. Mm. Who do you guys have in your top three? Two guys probably speak for themselves yep. in the MVP and then Bryce Cotton as well. Absolutely. I think those two are probably one and one A and one B. Yep. Mm. Um, With the MVP being one A, surely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. I think the third player then is 
it's kind of your personal preference. It, like, it I like, I like your Adams as well. Yeah. I think though on his night, I think he can go toe to toe with anybody in yeah. the NBL. And I think those, those kind of undersized guards make the NBL exciting. Yep. Like, I mean, I, I'd ra- I know everyone would rather watch those guys go off for three and contested shots rather yeah. than a big man, little, like, you know, fake and layup. Yeah, I mean, those guys have really got the backbone of the NBL behind them. Yeah, no, we, we, we kind of think similar in mind. That that 1A, 1B in Adams and, and Cotton, like what Bryce Cotton's done over the last couple of years is, is almost single-handedly elevated the game to different levels. Um, you know, he, he's phenomenal. And likewise, we think that probably with the third it is – a personal preference kind of thing. I mean, for us though, we've probably got to put friend of the show in. Yeah, Vic Law. We love Vic I, th- Law. I think yeah. Vic probably has yeah. to take that third spot for us. He's he's on another level. That bloke. But you're spot on. Like, there's probably about five or six guys who could probably slot into that third spot. And but it's just, just looking at the old NBL teams, wasn't it? Looking yeah. at the names. Yeah. Even who missed out and seen. Wow, there are some bowlers in here, isn't it? I was just yeah. about to mention that. It's so it's so crazy how much NBA quality talent is in the NBL at the moment. And for some mm. reason, you still get the feeling, I guess, outside of Australia, that the league's been slept on. It's 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 insane. Mm, yeah, I think it's. I mean, we're we're kind of a victim of our geographical location. Like we just kind of yeah. get forget forgotten about at the bottom of the world here. So, mate, you're um, talking to Tasmanians. We know how you. <laughs> <Well>, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're we're less bottom than you, but that's okay. Um, you guys are falling off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking a guy while it's down at the minute, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, look, got to do what we got to do. I'm sure if it was returned, we would take our licks. <laughs> yeah, we would take our licks. But um, yeah, I think the I think that's what really leads into it. I mean, lots of people obviously hold like the Euro league in, in yeah. really high regard. And you've got a lot of NBA talent over there. That's, that's come from there and that's going back. Like shout out to our boy Dante Exum, but yeah. Um, yeah. it's um, yeah. With more and more exposure and more guys like Lamelo coming over and, and <laughs> even dudes to like a, a degree like Dyson Daniels d- tearing it up in the G league affiliate and stuff like that. It's um, like, it just gives fantastic exposure for us um, down here. And, and if people want to come down and make 150 K, between college and going to the NBA, then sweet, we'll buy tickets. We'll go and see it. So um, to all those college prospects listening, feel free, come down. It's a beautiful weather all year round. I tell you you what, if Bronny James is listening, we've got a perfect team. (laughs) That was the big rumor. You guys were the only kind of team that had the, you know, the capabilities of actually Mm. getting them involved. That's because Daddy likes our colors. That's why. But that's fine. We'll just just confuse them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, courtside, hanging out with your boys. Yeah, okay, yeah. If if Bronny James does come down, Lachlan, you and I are courtside. Game one. Every game. That's happening. Every game. That's big baller energy from you, Lock. Got deep pockets there, my friend. <laughs> I don't know about that deep. Maybe we have to sneak jeans. in somewhere. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You are not but, sneaking in any – unless we put a jersey on you, you might be confused or, for a player. Have you seen – that's like the guy that was with – um on the New Orleans bench and was in the yeah. warm-ups. Did you guys yes, see that? Yes, it was yes, like yeah, last corner. season that he just yeah. jumped up during warm-ups, putting up some shots, getting stretches in. I've seen you no, shoot. I've seen that. you shoot. It won't happen. They'll Probably know that you're going to be No, no. I just set screens and they won't know. Yeah, no, they'll know then. They'll know then. Well, there's one name. There's one more name I wanted to mention before we move ahead to the NBA. Now, here's a name, even within our little group here, that's kind of divided opinions. Um, Chase Buford. Now, I I think he is phenomenal. I think youngest coach in NBL history to win a title. You know, down here he's almost after that game two outburst, public enemy number one. But for myself, I love it. I love that that passion. Maybe the way it was kind of released. Not ideal, but the guy, that the energy he brings, um, and I know between us 
and even our partners, mm. they've kind of weighed in on the debate. They hate <laughs> seeing a coach wear a suit, but I love mm. it. I love it. Yeah. And I think he has done awesome things to the franchise there. He's got real Pat Riley mob boss energy, yeah. though, doesn't he? Like, yeah, like, and yeah. the, and like the anger Snyder, well. yeah. Everyone, everyone needs a villain. Like every yes. sport needs a villain. You go yeah. back to the the early 2010s, you got LeBron. Then it rolls into KD. Yeah. Now you got, you know, Trey Young and a couple of smaller villains. But every sport needs a villain. And the fact that it's a coach that can then seep his villainy into the team, then, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the Kings are going to be hated because we're on top now. Like, you know, you exactly. can't yeah. help it. The exactly. narrative writes itself. So, no, nah, I'm all for Chase. Um, awesome. You know, the slick the slick back hair. And then when he does get a little fiery, it goes out of place. And you're like, oh, oh something's going on here. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, I'm all for Chase. He's a pretty good-looking dude too. Like, that's know, what, that's nice what I thought. He's a, he's a, yeah. he's a good-looking he's a operator, good. six-foot-three, I saw. So he's, a, he's a, not a man you'd probably want to mess with. Pop on the jersey, Chase. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, well, <laughs> I did think that a few times. We're down a couple. I'll go out there, play five minutes. He'll be sweet, Chase. <laughs> <He's tonight. laughs> but he has to wear the jersey over the suit. He has to yeah, wear yeah, the suit out there. The jersey over the top. Yep. No, I love absolutely. it. And, you know, just probably as, a, as I guess, a pin in the NBL point, like – it has been a phenomenal year and like we're probably over the next mm. week or two going to do a bit of a, a more extensive recap. But like for us, um, you know, we couldn't have asked for a better first season for the Jack Jumpers. Take nothing away, you know, even going down in the 3-0 sweep, what they've achieved this season has been beyond our wildest dreams and many pundits out there alike. So um, congratulations to us and congratulations to you guys and the Kings because, you know, that, that run you guys pulled off and the dominance and the way you guys mm. have gone about Winning each and every night has been, you know, just a class above. So, oh, absolutely. Yes. Hell of a season. Appreciate it, fellas. And I mean, it's yeah, always good news it. when it's not Perth or Melbourne. Exactly oh, right. Yeah, exactly always right. good news. We can yeah, all, we can all rejoice in it, not yeah, being yeah. Perth or yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, what's 35 years, you know, it's time to step aside, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. we're certainly happy, happy about that one there. Fellas, let's move ahead to the NBA. The Daily Dribble. Okay. Now, the action, as we said, it has been fast and furious now through the second round, nearly approaching the conference finals. With that in mind, fellas, who are you seeing as the winner at this point? Like, everything you've seen so far, have you got any team that really sticks out? You know, I think when we spoke last time on your pod there over at the Fifth and Dribble, I think we're all pretty on board with the Warriors for the most part. Yeah, Warriors... Warriors are definitely up there. But, I mean, I personally, if you had asked me like a week ago, I would have said the Phoenix Suns because yeah. they they have had some level of dominance about them all year that yep. you just thought was going to roll over. But as soon as Chris Paul turned 37, he just fell off a cliff. Like the last <laughs> two games, he's had like a, he's had a combined, what, 37 points or something? Like it's been, yep. it's been really tough to watch. And he's averaging close to four turnovers a game over the last two games as well. So I think that's where... Uh, and I mean, we said this on our pod as well. Like Luca, Luca can give you the business. Like yeah. he, he is just a, an absolute asshole when he wants to be, and he gets inside your head and goes for fifty. And you, you know, there's nothing that you can really do about it, right? But yeah. I think it does have to come out of the West. I mean, you look right now, Boston and Milwaukee, they're going toe to toe with each other. Miami yeah. is on a weird, sneaky level of dominance as well, but. <laughs> I just think I don't know. I just think the cream of the crop over in the West is is better, and I think I think Locke might have a different opinion because he's a little bit of a Bucks uh, Bucks faithful, whether he likes to admit it or not. He's a bit of a young. <laughs> oh, on. I don't Locke. Yeah, I I think the winner comes out of that Eastern Conference series between the Bucks and the Celts. I think this is 
basically Miami is good, but I think this is the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think it's just sometimes it's like a heavyweight bout, right? Like they're just going up by 20, down by 20, up by 20, down yep. by 20. And mm. it's like these are the two best Eastern teams. Absolutely. And whoever manages to come out of there will probably take care of Miami. Yeah. Um, mm. And then the West teams haven't like we talked about, obviously, the Warriors and the Suns being the hot favorites. But it's like they've had tough times against teams they should beat. Mm. Like the Suns should beat this Dallas team pretty convincingly. Um, Memphis should probably already have been taken care of. Like, but they're just hanging around. Hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like the, the Boston Milwaukee series, it's like, that makes sense to go to seven. So no one's really surprised that it's kind of going the way that it is. Yep. Yeah. No, Mm. we, we kind of think similarly. Who's your, your pick in this one? Old playoff series, I've had the Warriors, but lately they've been looking very shaky. I, I I don't know what the point differential was that game, but it was a big loss. Um, well, they were down by like 55 points. At, to, at, yeah, down by 55. Like, I think they ended up going down 30 or something. 30 so, yeah, you're right. Stupid. Grizzlies without Jamaran as well. Yep. Like, yep. It, it's, mm. um, you know, credit to Memphis Grizzlies for, you know, give it to him without Jamaran. But, um, Done it all season, haven't they? Without Jar, they've been a... Oh. Goddamn better it's, team. Yeah. It's yeah. the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. Like you lose your best player, and it doesn't matter. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. It, it just it kind of feels like it's more of a, you know, Jar's obviously that focal point for that team when he's playing that they run through. But kind of feels like that load's more evenly distributed when he's not there. And you know that sometimes you know bodes better for a team as we've seen with the Grizzlies this season. But yeah, they they almost become you know a slightly less predictable more team. dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've, they've yeah. got a bit more going on. Um. You know, they're still obviously one of the best teams in the league with Jamaran. That goes without saying. But, you know, when you take Jamaran out, it opens up a hell of a lot more options for them, yeah, um, yeah. particularly on offense. So um, yeah, it's been strange, I've, hasn't it? I think back on the other I – th- I think I'm kind of with you, though, Locke, just on the, the title winner. I think I'm going to err on the Bucks side. I, th- I think the winner probably comes from that series, and I'll go the Bucks. They just look – you know, they're doing it all without Middleton. And I, I just think Giannis, like, there is – no good way. He's to a stop bad that man, thing. isn't he? He's, he's just a bad like... man. <laughs> and you put yeah, it in a, a bad man. You, you put it in a situation if Golden State do go to the finals and the Bucks go there as well. Draymond Green's a hell of a good defender, but is he good enough to stop? You know, Giannis. I don't know if he their is. size will eat them. Yeah, I think we yeah. said this in our post last night, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, or one of the last few nights about Giannis. He's just probably the most unstoppable player in the league at the moment. Probably has been for some time when you think about it. Um, but yeah, I'm the same. I think in the East, I I don't see a world in which the Milwaukee Bucks don't come out. Um, I mean, they're down by 18 versus the Boston Celtics. Oh, right yeah, I was going to say yeah. they're, they're doing well, just, it. Tough I did right look now. at the score. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, good. Slight readjustment. <laughs> yeah. So slight let's take, there. take no, this no, back no, in no, the guys, lab and we'll fix as, it. As we say on fifth and dribble, stick to your takes. If you're if you're going hard on the Bucks, stick to your gut, stick Mate, to your balls. Stick couldn't to agree your takes. more. Couldn't agree more. Um, no, I think I think the Bucks are just going to be. Even if the Celtics get up, I hope the Celtics get up. I'm big Boston boy, but you know I yeah, think the Bucks will get up in that series. <laughs> Sitting there in your Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, <laughs> big Celtics, <laughs> mighty far. Yes. Did we Good talk stuff. about the Heat for a second? Are they yeah. going under under the radar? Well, what we might do real quickly, lads, because. As all good things with running a podcast, there's always issues that arrive. We've encountered a little issue with Zoom that we're going to have to pause for one second, then restart the episode so we don't lose anything. So we're going to use that as our break, and we're going to be back in two minutes, guys.
Daily dribble. As I was saying just before the pod went to shit. Um, <laughs> we, reckon, we reckon the Miami Heat are going under the radar a bit. Is it is it the fact that they're not getting as much media coverage or what? what is it? Because they're playing some great ball. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I, I tend to agree, though, because I think a lot of the attention is going to, A, both of those teams in the West. And then in the East, I think all eyes at the moment are on the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks being, you know, the reigning champs and Boston being, I guess, the best team in the in the second half of the year. Um, so a lot of the attention has gone to them. But I, I tell you what, I would not in any universe count out this Miami Heat team. They've got all the pieces. Um, Jimmy Butler in this mode yeah. is a killer. Yeah. We, we've keep referring yeah. to like that uh, that final series against the Lakers a couple of years ago down in the bubble when he was just in attack mode. Yeah, so reminiscent of that, and he just it's a different animal. It's just so weird seeing what he was in the regular season to this. I know, yeah. like the yeah. regular season, I kind of thought maybe he might be washed. Who knows if he's yeah. got it? Like his three point shooting fell off a cliff, and then it's like, oh no, nah, shit, he's like actually a top three guy again. He's a ball it's, so, it's so weird, and I think your point with the media coverage is pretty fair. I think it hurts them. They were the first seed for the regular season. Like if they were a third or fourth seed, kind of surprising people, they'd get talked about a lot more. And it's like, I know most people probably predicted them to beat the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people kind of had, oh, they'll get through and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Then we can start talking about them. Mm. But they dismantled Philly. I know Joel Joel was out and James Harden being James Harden, but it's like they just (laughs) did everything to just destroy the Sixers. Not only that, but they did it without Kyle Lowry. They did it with yeah. Gabe Vincent, like Gabe running Vincent. the show as well. Like who? who? Like fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that whole team is just like, is this who? Is, who are these people? Nigeria's like are these just NBA guys. Yeah. Struis Lock didn't know who Max Struis was before this season. So I did it. I'd never heard of him before. Now he's like about to play big minutes in Eastern. Oh, Lock! I don't, I, I don't think you're the only one, mate. I reckon yeah, there would have yeah, been a I lot of people out there who hadn't heard of Struis before. Well, on Philly, what what happens now with Philly? Like, is this you know, for the last couple of seasons, probably I guess the Jazz have been the West equivalent for me, and probably for us. But in the East, they have just mm. continued to underdeliver. Like, is this is this team ever going to win a title? With the way you know Joel currently is that number one guy, are they ever going to win a title? Do we reckon? I don't know. I mean, I think the writing's a little bit on the wall. The same yeah. questions were asked about the Los Angeles Clippers for the last couple of years, and yeah. we move on yeah. from Doc, and we have one of the one of the better runs, get as deep as we can in franchise. Seems history. like a trend. Yeah, and then <laughs> bring and then, Doc, bring Doc, in you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah, and then this year with no All Stars, we still almost like we still make the play in, and yeah. I don't want to get too nitty gritty with it. I'm still yeah. sore, but um, you do you do want to talk Clippers, Matty? You may as well. I always want to talk Clippers, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk losing. To <laughs> don't encourage him, Nick. Don't encourage <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans. Lock always puts a timer on me when I talk Cowboys I and Clippers. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, but no, I think I think the the theme is happening, and and surely that guy there was three rows back that kept taking the selfie. And, and was that meme of of Doc still not drawing up plays? Like yeah. surely, <laughs> like you saw you saw the the level of expression from Tyrese Maxey. All I can think is James Harden was sitting there saying, "Give me the ball," and Reese yeah. is like, "Bro, you are two for seventeen. What do you mean? Oh, give me the yeah. fucking ball? Like come yeah. on." So yeah, yeah, it's. It's tough. There's obviously like a disconnect in the locker room. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say blow it up, but I mean, if you can move off James Harden, maybe move off James Harden. Yeah. He he may have to go back to his OKC six man days. That may yeah. be yeah. The, that may be the play. Well, that, I reckon that's not a bad shout at all, Matty. Just for that back, like he looks, you know, a shell of the player. It's ridiculous to think, you know, mm-hmm. an all time one of the greatest scorers in the 21st century 
and he has just mm. gone missing mm. like time and time again. Um, and you know, it's it's a shame if you're a Philly, like we know a couple of Philly fans, and the hype surrounding this team, especially at that acquisition of Harden, like it has been nothing but a letdown. They thought they were going straight to the promised land, lock it in the way Embiid was playing, Maxi coming on, Harden, like the pieces were there ready to be in motion for a mm. championship victory. And it's- I, I definitely drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, I yeah, definitely was into it. I, I drank the Kool Aid. I thought it was. I thought it was on. But this Harden fall off is like it's the difference between the greats and the all time greats, isn't it? Absolutely. Like the greats fall mm-hmm. off, the all time greats find a way to keep being great. Absolutely. And it's like it's been so strange. And I know you said to move off him, Matt, but how the fuck do you move off him? <laughs> like, yeah, what do you I, What do you do with him? Well, it's crazy when you look at that team. Their their roster construction in terms of salary. You've got James Harden, and then. You know, he's, he's kind of endeared himself a little bit to us over the last couple of months at times, but mm. that contract of Tobias Harris as well, oh, like that guy yeah. is nothing but he a chose Tobias improvement. over me? He chose yeah. Tobias over me? That was, yeah. lo- oh, that was so good. Oh, That's his mentality. He's a killer, yeah. Gene. Like they, they mucked up big on that move. They mucked yeah, up they, big. They really did. And and just briefly on like, on James Harden still, the, the fall-off I can see is like Alan Iverson, like early – Earlier in the early 2000s, when he goes to Denver and you see, you know, Mellow's there and there's yep. a young hoppy, J.R. Smith, and, and there's a whole, all this buzz around it. And, you know, AI can still go out and give you 25, 30 at that point, but he's not doing it. Like it's, nah. you know, it's very sporadic. It's once a month. It's yep. where are we going to find the offense now that we've got this isolation guy that's not getting the calls? Like you just, the more you unpack it, the more parallel you get to it. And, yeah. um, you know, what ended up happening with them. He went to Detroit and we never heard from him again. So maybe maybe James needs to go to Detroit. Cade might need some help. You never know. You never oh, know. Jesus, that, how toxic could that get? And how many nightclubs are in Detroit? I don't. Not very many. That many, many. no. Nah, so let's rule that many. one out. Yeah, true, true. I didn't think of the nightclub to person ratio. Yeah. Honey's yeah. to person ratio. That's what J- James Harden's always thinking about, that next steps. Yes. Next yes. Steps. <laughs> Playing chess while we play checkers. Right, yeah, that's, that's it. it. Now, fellas, I guess like this is, you know, the NBA finals. It's a time where legends are made. And a guy who we might almost be underappreciating his greatness, it feels like there was almost the overhype period. Now it's, he's kind of almost nearly underrated. Steph Curry. Mm. Kind of had, mm. just been thinking about him lately. Ooh. Now, this Warriors team, you know, if they're poised to get another championship possibly, they're one of probably the bookies' favourites at the moment. If the Warriors win another title and Steph, you know, hypothetically clinches finals MVP. Do we elusive start, finals MVP. That elusive finals MVP. Does he <laughs> start looking at, like, slowly erring his way into that top 10 of all time? You know, you can see it when his career's done. Hold on, hold on. Are you, do you not have him there already? Well, Are you I, telling me you I reckon I do. I do in mine. I'd have to go through a full list, but I, I've, yeah. I've read a quite a lot of articles and spoken to a few people this week, and they're like, he's he's an all-time talent, no doubt about it. But they were rattling off a list of top 10, your Birds, your Jordans, LeBron, oh, Kobe. all be there, though. Like, the narrative there, alone. Like, that's what sparked yeah. it for me. Like, I reckon you've got a it's greatest shooter of all time, and he's going to finish there by a country mile. Yeah. What yeah. He's, he has revolutionised the game and just altered it. For, for history, the way it's played. Yeah, I might I might be a little biased because I'm a I'm a little guard with a couple of knee injuries. Like I I, I feel him. Okay, like you got to learn <laughs> yeah. to shoot. And you got to learn to shoot well. But absolutely, it, he he's got to be in the top ten. Like he's yep. he's always in top three point guard conversations. Like I know we've had some dominant big men and dominant um, forwards in our in our time, but 
the way that he has revolutionized the game, like Jordan revolutionized it with the two-way player and the mid-range game. Like Kobe, Kobe tried to emulate that. You're going to see all these young kids come through now. Like even Trey Young to your point is, is trying to be the next Steph Curry. So I just think that the, the way that he has become not only a household name, but a global sensation, he's got to be like Jordan. And exactly. He's got to be, in that in that conversation of top ten, and if he gets this championship now without Kevin Durant and gets the Finals MVP, yeah, you know you're talking Mount Rushmore stuff. I think I yeah, think you're yeah. getting up into that upper echelon of if you're building your best starting five. You know, maybe he's knocking on Magic's door, and I know that Lockin's going to cringe a little bit at that because he Ooh, loves a yeah. big man that can pass I do the ball. Love Magic, it's... as Lockie's eyes start to twitch a little bit. Yeah, yeah I did had a little seizure then, but we'll carry on. Yeah, <laughs> I, it. It's, it's there, though. It's there. It's got the writings on the wall, I think. Top 10, Lock. What do you reckon, mate? I think Steph's career is going to be looked at with a lot more fondness in like 10, 15 years. Not that it already yeah. isn't. I think he's going to be one where we really look back and we go, oh, okay, fuck, yeah, we, I think we missed this one. Like yeah. not missed, but in terms of like the, how Ooh, big of an influence he really is. And he'll mm. shoot up. When they do that next, because they did the 75-year, this one, when they do the 100 one, he's going to shoot right up the rankings on that one. I think that'll be enough time separated for yeah. us to say there was a pre-Steph NBA and there's a post-Steph NBA and yep. what he's done. And it's so weird he hasn't got a finals MVP. It's so strange. I know. It's so like it's, isn't it? it's And I, I kind of want him to get one, so that's not – because you know someone will use it as some argument in the future. You use it. Never You're the one that uses it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Kyrie just then. But um, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> bold is this? Like, yeah, me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's he, he does yeah. need it, doesn't he? Just on he, that does, he does need it just to just get him one. Even if he gets one, that's like one of those. You know, when someone wins an Oscar and it's like they don't really deserve it, but they just have never got one he before. Yeah. Even yeah. if, they, yeah. just, even yeah. if yep. they just give him a Finals MVP like that, like hey. You've been in so many. You haven't won one. You can just have this one. Have it. Like if, if they win this one, he'll probably get it by default. Like it's yeah, for sure. Like no one else really so. on that team to take the votes from him. Jordan Poole, mm. what? <laughs> All Star oh. Wiggins, what? Imagine he <laughs> wins Finals MVP but not Most Improved Jordan Poole. Oh, that would be man. insane. That would be that would be insane. But it, you know, if we're touching on narrative and the NBA loves narrative, yeah, you're right, Lock. It would have to go to it have to go to Steph. I mean, Draymond's playing out of his mind and loves to kick guys in the nuts and pull people <laughs> down and whatever he likes to do. But they don't have a nut kicking trophy, so uh, yeah. Would, um, yeah, Steph, Steph's the guy, and let's just hope that he gets there. Let's hope. Well, Likewise for us, fellas. Do you feel the same way, Luke? With the top 10 conversation, I don't know if it's the youth in me, but I have trouble talking about it because we weren't there for the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We, oh, mm. What's happened here? Sorry, the, the computer. Oh, oh, here we, we go. We weren't there oh. for the 70s, 80s, 90s. We weren't, there for the, we weren't there for the Larry Bird. We weren't there for the Magic Johnson. We weren't there even for the Jordan. So I couldn't mm. tell you if he's creeping into my top 10 because, to be fair, I don't know my top 10. I, I don't like speaking on it with confidence <laughs> without being in that time frame. But I, I can speak to if he wins this uh, finals MVP, this will add to his legacy of revolutionising the game. And I, mm. I feel confident in saying that he'd be up there Maybe as that one point greater point guard of all time, um, but over mm. magic. I, I hate speaking on top ten to be honest because I wasn't there. Yeah. No, we love it. I'm the governor. No, 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 I, I, I agree with the top ten. When we do our rankings, we kind of do it in tiers rather yeah, than like a tier guy. In straight I'm more number yeah. because it's so I'm a, I'm arbitrary, right? Like yeah, I mean, as you said, like we weren't there. 
for the seventies, eighties. I don't know. It's just it's hard, right? And I mean, that's, if you a, that's put a coward's Panthers, way out, mate. That <laughs> is a coward. Right? Okay. He's a Panthers fan. What do you expect? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's hard to like. If you put any of the stars in the game now, back then, they would be even bigger. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. a fact, yeah. right? Like anyone that argues against it is. No. Like either 60 years mm. old or a fool, right? Like yeah. it's yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's so it's hard. So you kind of have to rank them in terms of like comparison to everyone at the time. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's just easy. You've got kind of like the top tier and have yeah. them there and, mm. and then kind of the next year behind. But I don't know how many numbers would be in that top tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of the all of them are top tier players. You can look to like top 20, top 30. They're just great players. I, I hate having but a rank. It sounds like them. the participation yeah. award though at school. Like it's the shit kickers award. <laughs> oh, no. We're getting PC I mean, up in here right now. We're getting real politically correct. Uh, here. You know, if you're not first, you're participation <laughs> award. You know, second's just a first loser, isn't it? Has has yes, has cancel has cancel culture ruined rankings? That's uh, a hot topic. That's a topic for another day, mate. That's a, <laughs> and, for, and for another yeah. show. I, think. <laughs> I tell you what, well, like this season in the NBA, it's been like electric, no doubt. But I guess just to kind of wrap up, and one question looking ahead to next year, because it's no doubt every year gets bigger and better. Mm. Yeah. Early on, without seeing any trades, anything that might happen, which is one team you're looking forward to seeing? Clippers. Next? Yeah, Clippers. Well, <laughs> Clippers. Let us finish the question, Matty. No, no, no. I've, I've seen the run sheet. Clippers. Clippers. Hey, Come on. I, I will say, the, like, as much as I almost don't want to say, the Clippers are going to be fun Yeah. because it's mm. almost, yeah. you know, the, the way that team has elevated their game without Paul George, without Kawhi, what they've been able to do, like, you integrate them back into the fold. They are poised, primed, and ready to go, I reckon, to really, you know, make Stevie Ballmer proud. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're talking bandwagons earlier. If you want to jump on the Clippers bandwagon whenever you <laughs> feel appropriate, go ahead. Uh, it's been nice living on this train for a while. Yeah. Uh, I did jump from the Warriors to the Clippers in my earlier days, so that was a bit of a faux pas on my part. But... It's been like 2013 just before they got good oh, too. He's just dirty. before they got good. He's dirty. No, it was 2012 when, when Blake Griffin actually started to take to the court. So it was, uh, yeah, it was tough. But um, look. The things are looking up. I went through the hard yards, went through the 30 win seasons with Chris Kamen. And now oh, we are, we're out here. Man. We're out here with uh, Kawhi Leonard. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little red hot with some of the shit that he does or does not say to the organization, but um, mm. no, nah, the Clippers watch out. Just watch like, out. that's all I can say. 2023, 2022, 2023, like watch out. They, mm. everybody, all the analysts all year were saying if the Clippers get Kawhi back for, for the playoffs, if, the, you know, yeah. if they get half of what Paul George is, you got to remember like he was coming off elbow surgery and was then came out and gave, gave us like 35 a game, oh, like four oh, or five yeah, games straight. Yeah. And the one game that we needed him to show up in the Pelly's game, he just, he had no more gas. And you yeah. could, you have to relate to that because he's been out for, you know, three months at that point and, and just stuffed. So, but you know, as you're saying, Nick, to the to the growth of Reggie Jackson, the Nard dog, the Nard dog, we love the Nard like dog, just <laughs> love the Nard. A white guy that can shoot, he speaks my spiritual language. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's the, just flag. the fact that the fact that Doc isn't there either, like it's yeah. Ty Lue is a dog. We were talking about how he should be smoking for coach of the year. Didn't even finish top three. That's a bit of it's a bit sacrilegious in my in my regard. But locked up Rob Covington again as well. Yeah. Bobby there. Yeah, yeah. Norman Powell, Norman, like, Norman like Powell. little guys like that, just yeah. all you got the, the right way through pieces the to compliment Kawhi and Paul George now. 
Exactly. Mm. One through 11, we are scary. If we get even half of like a backup center, if we still had Serge Ibaka that could run that backup power forward Mm. or backup center, I would give us the Larry O'Brien straight away. And (laughs) and that's not it. Like, I know that sounds arrogant, but that would be the most well-rounded team I have seen in my life. And and that is scary to think. You have to account for the Clippers curse. Yeah, get out of here with your Ida yeah, basketball. Exactly. I don't have a team. It's all right. Yeah, I'm into the sport. Well, look, what have you got there, mate? Um, I'm I'm going for a team that was my favorite to watch in the playoffs, and probably yeah. up there for most people, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they oh, were yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah. They were nice, and they were, they just came out of nowhere and and gave the Suns the business. And adding Zion to this team next year. Is going to be so fun. Like, I don't know how they really play him. I reckon they should just have him do the Larry Nance stuff, but just way more efficient. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're just going to be fun next year in the West. I, I agree. Like, that's a skit. Like, what CJ mm. did once he came into the fold. Mm. That, was like, a, that was a big game changer, wasn't it? Transformed yeah. the team. And if you get yeah. Zion back, mm. looking looking fit, looking fresh, looking reinvigorated, hopefully he feels a little more upbeat given the way this team's trajectory is heading now. Um, yeah. And, and I know think- going to be a fun watch. I think that's massive too, the way they went out of the playoffs, the way they did. Like if they got yeah. swept and got killed, Zion's like, really, what am I doing here? But it's like they played well. And yeah. I, I saw one report that if they went to game seven, he was going to play. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. All right, but it's like, it's- yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, he was throwing down windmill dunks while he's in rehab. So, I mean, uh, he must yeah, be doing it turn right. it down a little bit. I know. But, I mean, they're, they're going to be so fun next year. They were playing with house money and they'll probably play with house money again for one more year. Yep. So why not go crazy with it? Um Run fast, run hard, and take those big guys on. Well, before we get to you guys, I have one slight rebuttal for that. We said this. Well, people, analysts said this about the Kings after they came out and ran that seven (laughs) seconds or less offense and almost made the playoffs because they were were catching people off guard. Could it be that New Orleans are just doing that currently? And, I mean – we weren't expecting things like from Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado and stuff like that. Now people are going to have to game plan for them. Exactly. They're less, you know, they're going to be on guard. Mm. So it does I, come into it, doesn't it? That surprise factor is huge. And now that that's starting to probably waver, you know, people will strategize for what they're, they're putting out now. So it does come into it. Absolutely. But can you play, it's kind of like Giannis. Can you plan, a guy like Zion. You can't. And I think that's the big key. Like, even if you plan for guys like Alvarado, who I think will probably regress a little bit next year. Mm. And Herb Jones looks like he's he's going to keep going the way he is, right? Like, the skills that he has translate so well to the NBA. And Zion, mm. when he played, 25 points on 70% shooting. Like, <laughs> that's insane. Bro, it's scary. It's, it's in, scary. Yeah. I don't know how you can I guess so. I just don't that. want you to be right. That's, that's my mate. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that's what right. it is. <laughs> You don't need that at all. Lee, what have you got, mate? I've said it for a while. I've got the Timberwolves. I'm so excited for them next year. Um, I think this year was kind of the first year that they kind of started piecing things together. They started working as a team a bit more. And I don't want to be that guy, but I think it was somewhat um, a contributing factor of Pat Bev coming there. He just brings that culture and he brought that dog in them together. Um, Clippers culture, baby, I'm telling you. (laughs) I've said it before. I just think they need to play a bit more smarter ball. They're a bit dumb. Um, yep. So if they get that under wraps and, and yeah, I um, think so. I think with the Timberwolves that comes with maturity as well. I mm, think yeah. they've still got a few players who are quite young and you know in any professional sporting league it takes a little while to click and a little while to mature and gel as a team. So I actually like that one and yeah. I think it's probably on the horizon that they're going to be a 
real legitimate problem in in that Western Conference. We'll follow on road with yours, mate. Yeah, look, I'm I'm with you, Lucky. I I'm really looking forward to the Pelicans next season. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I know uh, Zion's the, the the main one, but you know we've already seen signs this year of what we can expect going forward. And adding someone like potentially, if he can get on top of his injury issues, a once in a generation type player mm-hmm. in Zion Williamson into that lineup. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be incredible viewing. Now, I don't know if that necessarily translates to you know a top four finish, top five six finish. I'm not I'm not 100 sold on that at the mm. moment. But just in terms some of Vicky's there, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you see it with Memphis though. You can go from on the yeah, free yeah, this is exactly right to a top yeah, four pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Any like to to rule them out of a top four or five six finish. Like I don't think you can necessarily do that based off what we've seen in the. NBA, NBA over mm. the last few seasons. Um, and I, again, like the Memphis Grizzlies, like we've seen a lot from them this year, which has been really exciting, but they're still a young team and they've still got so much upside. So they're a team over the next few years who I'm, you know, really looking forward to watching. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go with mine and I'm going to give you a team that I don't think anyone's thought about for quite a few months now. Uh, I'm going to go to the Indiana Pacers. Now, this wow. is a- okay. Yeah, go on left. Stop the show. Stop the show. Cancel it here. Show. Nick's lost his mind. <laughs> well, this is a team like we've been, like I've been holding on to hope for for probably the last season or season and a half, two seasons, because they've we've just not seen them at their full strength. You know, what TJ Warren displayed down in the bubble, it was like, oh, shit, this guy's a handful. Him and Donovan Mitchell just putting up buckets. It's like... All right, let's let's get it here. That was but two years ago. I, I was so, but like I'm holding on to that hope that the Pacers, you know, Miles Turner. Now we got rid of Sabonis. Halliburton, I think, is an absolute pig. Mm. Like he's, he's a, a baller yeah. and do mm. big things. Buddy Hill now. Like I think if you can get TJ back, Brogdon, Turner, whether they run with that or look to offload a couple of pieces, I'm just looking forward to seeing them hopefully reach their potential because due to injuries and things of the kind, they've fallen flat. To be excited for a team, they need to have a sense of direction. What What is their sense of direction? Because well, I'm not sure. Really. My sense of direction for them is I think we might have touched on them a couple of weeks ago. Maybe, did we? Is I reckon, depending on how they start, is what they is going to impact it. If they start well and it all clicks together, the pieces they've got, see what they can do. Test the waters. Yeah. If after the first couple of weeks it's not fitting, you know, chemistry's mm. low, the losses are mounting up, right, then you start to offload, see what you can get for turn-off, for for, for whatever yeah. whatever else is going, but I, I'm just excited to see what they can do given a chance with hopefully a pretty healthy lineup. And they've got so many smart players like TJ Warren, Brogdon, yeah. and Halliburton. Even Turner, like they've just got yeah. high basketball. I think IQ, they might not be bonus or flourish. Yeah, as well. mm. I think so mm. too. And we're and we're massive Lance Stevenson guys. So anything that gets oh, yeah. more oh, frame, like, get it better. going, keep it going. <laughs> Jump the hairy danger. <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> no, so there you go. A little left field one there. I like that one. Boys, uh, you need to make sure that you've got uh, a home ready for Nick when he does go senile. Okay. Uh, we're starting to see the cracks now. But yeah, early we, signs. We might have to get it in the Just get them on, on speed dial. <laughs> There's our next carton wager. Pace it in the playoffs. Oh, oh early. Uh, I will Ooh. take no on that comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go against you on that if you're confident on the paces. We'll see see the see the off season first. Then we'll see how we I, go. I just want you lads down here, business class. Let's spare no expense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's that's what we're gonna start calling. No more no more carton wages, they are flight wages. Flight, flight wages. wages, absolutely. 
Lads, we have absolutely loved having you on today. It has been a blast. Um, you know, we, we can't thank you enough. As we said, it's been a little while in the works now, um, but it's, it's awesome to have you guys on. For, for anyone out there, where can they find you guys? Uh, they can find us where they find all good things, at Fifth and Dribble, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. They find us on the cover. We're all cover boys. So yeah, we are all that. cover boys. Big shout out to our man, Liam McGrath, there, doing big things for all of us. Yeah. Um, his guidance and tutelage has been nothing but advantageous. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been absolutely great. Yeah, I just want to say just want to say a quick thank you to the you boys for having us as well. We had an absolute blast, and, and would love to uh, you know let's tease out a little maybe monthly get together for the baller boys, huh? Yep, I like that. Something like that. Our very own book club. I like that. Yes, book club. I don't know yes. if I don't know if you boys can read, but we can't. So I don't know about book club. We're, we're don't still trying to master it. As long as they're p- picture books, will be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. Get war and peace happening instead. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Getting real deep into it, lads. It has been an absolute privilege to have you on, Maddie and Locke. Guys, be sure to check them out. Doing phenomenal things in the NBA and NRL space. We've loved talking to you today. From myself, Rowan Lee, guys, we've got big things coming this week as we break down the NBL Conference Finals. Till next week, though, love you, bye. NBA. Goodbye.